The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams drop another one. What's the deal? Plus, the NFC playoff race gets shuffled. And later, will we see some records fall? It's stat check time, next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bex. I'm laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of cool stuff to get into. It's unfortunate the Rams are on our bye week, so we do not have a game preview for you this week. But we will take a look back at that Rams versus 49ers Monday night football game that did not go as according to plan like we wanted it to. But before we hop in to the good stuff, I just wanted to first of all thank you guys all for being here. Rams fans from all over the place. I see like different countries and stuff that are listening to me and that just blows my mind that uh, I can sit here in my apartment in Colorado and somehow that reaches different corners of the world so a thank you guys so much b if you guys have not yet make sure you guys head over to the youtube channel you can search ram showcase on youtube and give a subscribe there and also uh, that is also where you can find the show broken up into different sections so you can get just the game preview you can get just the look back you can get just the rest of the west on this episode you can just get the the stat check that we'll be doing here uh, which is just us looking back, uh, looking through the season so far, seeing where these guys are at, this Rams roster, and what like milestones they could potentially be hitting this season. Spoiler alert, we do have some cool ones actually this time, so we'll, we'll get into all of that about some, some potential records that are going to fall. Uh, but first, just some house cleaning uh, or housekeeping items to take care of. I did want to let you guys know that last week we did have a, a two-person winner uh, for the... The, the giveaways, we had one from Shaw's Customs and one from All Pro Sports. The one from All Pro Sports did actually not get back to me. So we did have the first time that somebody has forfeited, forfeited their prize. And so what I'm going to go ahead and do, uh, because Shaw's Customs has been absolutely incredible, okay? Absolutely awesome this entire season. We've been doing some really cool things. Being able to get you guys some awesome things and, and some decals and stuff like that. And Shaw's Customs is an awesome place. There will be a link in the description below, no matter where you're hearing me. Um, but it, it, I, I definitely recommend going to check that out because there's some all kinds of cool stuff on there. There's different like political stuff. Uh, I know that um, I, this is not a political statement. I'm not choosing sides here at all, but I do know that his Let's Go Brandon uh, <laughs> decals, those are selling pretty heavy. And I actually... Because uh, I'm super late to the party and I don't follow politics, <laughs> really. It's uh, I actually learned what that meant like two days ago. <laughs> so like the day that the Rams and Niners played is when I learned what that even meant. I didn't get it at all. But we're there now. I understand it now. And I know that those are selling pretty good. So if you guys want to hop on that bandwagon, then uh, that's a place to go with Shaw's Customs. But what we're going to go ahead and do, uh, because the winner that did get back to me was Mr. Edwin. And he actually... What I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to send that one to all pro sports, Edwin. So, because I know you've won one from Shaw's Customs before, 
But you know what? All Pro Sports and AJ, they were kind enough to help us participate in another giveaway. So we're going to go ahead and send that one that way. And we'll get you that prize pack sent out uh, from All Pro Sports, Edwin. And uh, feel free to share photos and things like that. We can pop them up whenever you do receive your your items. And then uh, we can also maybe get some people excited about what they could potentially be winning. But this last week, guys, I asked you, what was the first Rams jersey that you guys ever had? And got some really, really cool answers. It's so cool to me to, to hear about these kind of things and to hear about where the fandom started and, and, and what players were being supported in that era. Like, we got some really good ones of, like, Roman Gabriel. A bunch of people said Marshall Falk, which is actually my answer as well. My first jersey was a Marshall Falk jersey. I bought it for $5 off of my neighbor because he wanted a pack of cigarettes. What a loser, man. I was like, I got $5. And he was like, all right, deal. And I got myself a Marshall Falk jersey. That's literally how I got my first jersey. And I'll take it. But uh, I do appreciate all the answers. We do have a winner here that we will pick out, make an aggressive, uncomfortable levels of eye contact with the camera right now. If you guys are just listening to the audio version, you guys want to watch this happen and make you guys uncomfortable or weird, uh, then uh, head over to the YouTube channel, Ram Showcase on YouTube. And it's good stuff. we got some really cool things going on, not only with Ram Showcase, but as well as Sports World Radio. So keep your eyeballs open. Okay, uh, I almost looked. I don't want to look, so we're going to keep on shuffling. Did get a decent number of answers this time, so I do appreciate that, guys. Uh, you guys can uh, send me the answers in uh, Facebook message on Ram Showcase Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, it all works. But uh, let's see. We got ourselves a winner here. For the giveaway from Shots Customs. So let's see what this answer is here. And uh, this is actually not a real name, but it is the name of a YouTube channel. So if you guys send in on message on Facebook, I do apologize. You are not the winner. But the winner is the Irish Dragon 06 for Irish Dragon. You are the winner. What I'm going to need from you, because the Rams are on a bye week, what we'll do is I need by, we'll say, 1 o'clock Pacific time on Sunday. As I needed a, a response from you, and that's on any of the Rams Showcase social media pages, okay? That could be... The Instagram page, Twitter page, Facebook page. I need your address so I can get it sent off and we can get you that winning, okay? For this next one, guys, uh, we'll do... Oh, man, I really got to think about these beforehand. <laughs> what was your first Rams game? When did you go to your first Rams game? Uh, well, tell me about that, okay? And you feel free to drop a story. I read those. I, I, I do read them. If you guys are, like, you know, tell me, like, you were nine, you went with your dad or something like that, I want to hear that stuff. That stuff is really cool to me, and I eat it up for sure, but... Uh, yeah, so just let me know what your first Rams game was. If you guys have not yet been to a Rams game in person, then let me know uh, what game this season that you would want to get t tickets to. I'm not like going to give you tickets, but like, <laughs> if you if you tell me, just tell me which game you would want to go to the rest of this season uh, that we have uh, coming up. Of course, we've got the Green Bay Packers coming up. We do have some big games still. Uh, we got one against the Arizona Cardinals still. We got the Niners again. We got the Seahawks again. So... Uh, definitely some good matchups coming up, and and let me know. The Jags game is actually a game that I'll be at, which will be cool, but my first Rams game was actually 2010 Rams at the Denver Broncos. It was Sam Bradford's rookie season. Steven Jackson was playing, so was Denario Alexander. It was really cool to see some of those guys play. Matthew Mulligan had a day, bro. He had like two touchdowns and just like went off for some reason. Matthew Mulligan, if you guys remember that name. It was some good stuff, though. That was my first actual Rams game. Uh, we we also went in 2018 in Denver. I went to the preseason game this year against the Chargers. Seen the Rams up in Denver for preseason games, I think, three or four times now. It's been uh, quite a few, but yeah, it's, it's been fun, man. But let me know what your guys' stories are. What, what was your first game? And, and I would love, honestly, like if you guys have like the stories of like it was... 
1976 Coliseum. Like, I want to hear that stuff. That sounds awesome, okay? Because uh, I'm one of those people, I don't believe in longevity as fans, making you a better fan than anybody else. I think everybody, if you're a Rams fan, you're top tier. Like, that's it. That's the best. You know what I mean? You can tell me, you can tell me that you've been a, a Rams fan since, you know, 1954. Or you can tell me, like, oh, no, I just, I, I think that they're, you know, their uniforms are cool. So I actually started watching last season. Same in my book. Don't care at all. Let's go ahead and hop into the good stuff here. Uh, because we don't have a game preview, and I, like a total jerk, I got a new job, so I'm actually training my replacement in my old job the rest of this week, so I was not able, like, I was just pr- pretty preoccupied with getting them up to speed uh, for my my stuff and all that stuff, and, and, and so I, I actually forgot to post on YouTube for asking for fan cases, but I did get a couple, so we'll do that, but we do not have a game preview, but first... We take a look back at this game that we had against the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. The final score was 31 to 10 on Monday Night Football. Rams at the 49ers. It is a uniform combo that we had only we have seen now for the first time, which was that modern throwback jersey over blue pants last time. Last two times we've seen those modern throwback jerseys, it was on yellow pants. So uh, I think these ones are officially bad luck. I don't want to see white on blue ever again in my whole life. But I think it's safe to say, and I did tweet about this. I think it's safe to say that I'm officially on the hashtag fire Raheem Morris train. It has been all all season we've seen this defense just play really, really soft. And the play calling is just, it's starting to get rough, guys. It's starting to just be difficult to see out there. And we're just putting ourselves in rough situations. As the season started, we saw that the style was going to be a lot more conservative. And I was one of the people that was selling that. I was one of the people that was saying, you know, it's it's fine because we're still not giving up, you know, X amount of points. We're still doing this. We're still, you know, Jalen Ramsey's still finding his footing a little bit. You know, we're kind of just shifting around some things. But it was clear that the Rams defense was going to be more conservative under Raheem Morris. And I kind of now just feel like we're outthinking ourselves on defense. Like we're trying to put Jalen Ramsey in all these different spots. Uh, we're trying to, you know, bring Taylor Rapp all over the place. We're... Uh, you know, we're moving Aaron Donald all over the place. We're dropping Leonard Floyd into coverage. I, I think now we're just outthinking ourselves and we're not utilizing players to their strengths. Jalen Ramsey's strength is taking away the team's number one target. You know, Leonard Floyd's strength is rushing the passers. So why is he covering George Kittle on third down? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, and also, like, you got to think about it from from the McVay offensive side, because I know some people are sitting here listening to me right now saying, well, what about the offense? We only scored seven points. But when your defense goes out onto the field and gives up a 20-play, 93-yard drive to start the game, McVay is going to get antsy. And I understand that like it's still early in the game, it's still the first quarter, and he still needs to have that balance, and I 100% agree with that. But McVay is a guy who likes to play from ahead, and he's going to try to play from ahead. So the second we go down after an interception, he's going to get a little bit more aggressive. Now we throw another pick six, Second week in a row, throw it, start with an interception, team goes down and scores, throw a pick six, we're down 14 points real quick. Second week in a row, we've done that. And McVay is going to be extremely aggressive after that happens. At that point, you can just like bench Daryl Henderson at that point, you know, because it, Sean McVay wants to play with a lead, so now he's going to try, he's going to get pass happy and try to score fast, okay? But conservative ultimately is it's everything that the Rams are against right now. It is not what the Rams stand for right now. The Rams are aggressive, okay? 
The Rams are more aggressive with pen and paper in the front office than they are on defense right now. The Rams are willing to go out and get players, but they're not willing to get after players on defense. Everything about this this team right now is flash, excitement, it's obnoxiousness. If you look at the front office, you look at our owner, you look at our uniforms, you look at our stadium, everything about this team right now is bold, flashy, aggressive, loud, obnoxious. That's not what our defense is right now, though. The only thing that doesn't fit into that category is the Rams' defense. And that's with this roster. You have Jalen Ramsey, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, if not the. You have Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the NFL. Von Miller, who, despite his age, is an extremely talented player. Extremely smart. You got guys like Jordan Fuller coming in. And you're soft? It's it that that that's hard for me to understand when you have the this roster and you still cannot get it. You can't play any aggression. So like, why do the Rams attack players in trades and free agency, but can't attack a quarterback or adjust to getting torched underneath on third downs all day long? Why is David Long Jr. on Debo Samuel on third down, and we have Jalen Ramsey covering a rookie who has four catches on the season earlier in the game? Why do we have Leonard Floyd covering George Kittle on third down? He's probably their best weapon. And you can argue Debo. I still argue George Kittle. And we have Leonard Floyd, a pass rusher, covering him on third down. David Long Jr. had good coverage. But he's not good enough to stop Debo like that. You know who is? Jalen Ramsey. The Rams are just an aggressive... Everything about this team is aggressive right now. It's all flash. It's aggressive. It's flashy. It's bold. It's loud. It's in your face. That is what our entire team is from top to bottom, front office to uniforms, top to bottom. Raheem Morris is conservative, quiet, and boring. He does not fit in here. That's why I'm officially on the fire Raheem Morris train. I don't think he fits in with this team. And it's not a personal attack on Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is a great guy. I just don't think he fits in with this current brand that the Rams are, which is aggressive, obnoxious, loud, fast. He's none of those things. He's quiet. He's laid back. He's conservative. He's soft. That's not what this Rams team is about. Hashtag fire Raheem Morris. I'm fully on the train, guys. Fully on the train. And I know some people are going to talk about the offense. I just, I, I, I think that when Sean McVay gets down early like that, he gets real antsy, and he has a hard time being balanced, which is a fault of his. But when our defense can't get off the field in 20 plays, we have a problem. Last week, I did say that game badges are for winners. And game badges are for winners. But I saw a winner out there on, on uh, Monday Night Football. And it ties in with the defensive coaching staff. And... That is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey did what we all wanted to do, which was yell at the defensive coaches. And I realize that the optics of that are not necessarily super positive. You bring in Odell Beckham Jr. in that same week, Jalen Ramsey's getting into arguments with coaches on the sideline. I realize that that looks bad. But I would also argue that the bigger cancer in the Rams locker room right now, based on Jalen Ramsey's response to how this defense was playing yesterday or uh, on Monday, OBJ is not the cancer. Raheem Morris might be because he does not have command of this defense right now. 
And there was times in this game where individually Jalen Ramsey had a streak of a few plays. Aaron Donald had a streak of a few plays and even Vaughn Miller had a streak of a few plays where it looked like they were just going to take over. And that's exactly what we need. But this coaching staff, I feel like is holding those guys back a little bit. Jalen Ramsey is about to start freestyling over here. And I think that that's a win. And I, w- I give him a game badge for those actions. And I realize that some people are going to disagree with that. And that's fine. But when we've seen this defense be the best defense we've made, we've maybe ever had as the Rams team the 2020 Rams defense, and now we can't get off the field in 20 plays? I I think that Jalen's got a point here. I feel like Jalen's got a point here. And I also, uh, real quick on the OBJ comment here, I I don't think that OBJ is powerful enough to come into the Rams locker room and destroy our morale, our camaraderie, our locker room. I don't think he's strong enough to do that. I think that our group is strong, stronger than that. And also, when OBJ is in Cleveland, he was tasked with being the grown-up. He is the leader. He comes now to the LA Rams where he's got Matthew Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Andrew Whitworth. These are adults. And I don't think that they're going to let that kind of stuff fly. But Jalen Ramsey getting, into the, the, getting in it with some coaches, don't hate that at all. Moving on, Matthew Stafford went 26-41, 243 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, including another pick six. 41 passes for Matthew Stafford again, and there's just zero balance there. So that that, that does fall on the offensive coaching staff as well. Uh, we need to be able to create that balance. And also, I mean, I realize that that Jimmy and, and that, that 49ers offense was, was moving, but at that point, we got to keep it away from him a little bit. Even if we're going to end the drive down, even if we score a touchdown, you got to try to keep it away from him a little bit. Try to get them out of a rhythm, you know what I mean? But uh, he has started awkward in his last two games. Just looks a little bit jittery. Uh, for Stafford specifically, I think this bye week is really good. I think that he kind of seems like he's in his own head just a little bit. Uh, but we also need help with, we need to help him by giving him a run game and by balancing it out. And I've said it before that, you know, one of the reasons I was excited to have Matthew Stafford is because Jared Goff had a lot of success in the offense with all the misdirection and all that stuff. I thought what was going to happen was we were going to run the same offense, but now it was going to be Matthew Stafford in our offense instead of Jared Goff. And what we've done is changed our offense completely. We barely do that misdirection stuff. We have almost a non-existent run game. It's just we don't even try to use it. And we just use straight dropbacks with Matthew Stafford, which is not the Sean McVay offense. I don't know what this offense is right now, and I think that that's why we're seeing a little bit of a slide right now. And I think that that's part of why I think it's a perfect bye week for Matthew Stafford and for Sean McVay. I think that he needs to get back to his roots a little bit. Get back to what got you here. You know what I mean? Do what got you here. Don't try to do fancy stuff now and just rocket it every single play because you have Matthew Stafford, a flashy new quarterback that you like. How about you do what got you here? which was the creative play calling, misdirection, play action off of the run game. I, I just don't see why it's so difficult to get that going. And Daryl Henderson, he had five carries for 31 yards. He looks fine. He looks strong out there. Five carries, though. Five carries for our number one back. A Monday Night Football in a division game. That's, uh, that's not a winning formula. It's just not. 31 yards, so he's, he's doing fine. He's over five yards a carry in this one. Not enough carries, though. Sony Michelle went four carries for 20 yards. It was kind of, most of those were a little late, though. Kind of uh, low-impact plays. 
But it's it's hard to expect the Rams to be able to move the football when there's 10 total run plays, one of those belonging to Matthew Stafford. Five for Hendo, four for Michelle, one for Stafford. It was a one-yard run. And uh, wide receiver Cooper Cup had 11 receptions for 122 yards, no touchdowns. Did have some key drops, but also who didn't in this one? You know what I mean? Like Higby had two drops on third downs. One turned into a pick six. Cup has a drop on third down. It was a very uncharacteristic uh, situation for the Rams. Like, A, we just don't get beat that bad. Uh, we just, we, we also, we don't, we don't lose two straight like that. And now our next game is against the Green Bay Packers, who now currently sit in the one seed. So it doesn't necessarily get easier until after that. We got the Jaguars, but it's a tough road uh, for this Rams team. I don't think it's over by any means. Like, I think that this team is absolutely still in position to to succeed and to do good things the rest of the season. I think we're just in our own heads a little bit. I think the defense is way too soft, and I think that uh, Sean McVay is way too stoked to have Stafford that he stopped running his offense. That's what it feels like on my end here, at least. So, you know what? We're going to go ahead and hop into a quick break on the other side. We got the rest of the West and the playoff race. Don't move. Welcome back again. Let's get to the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. So, we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals falling to the Carolina Panthers 34-10, to which is actually kind of interesting to me that the, the Rams are the ones getting all of the heat right now. And I realize it was NFC West versus NFC West, but the Rams are getting smoked right now by the media and stuff like that. These Arizona Cardinals got smoked by these Carolina Panthers. Absolutely wrecked. All right. They crushed their souls down there. And, you know, Cam Newton comes in and despite his whatever that angry voice is, the I'm back. <laughs> it was ridiculous and hilarious to me. But um, yeah, yeah, sure are, dude. You're back. But um, yeah, Colt McCoy, uh, he should be ready to to play this week, even if Kyler cannot return. We actually don't know if Kyler will be ready for this game, uh, this next game that they have against the Seahawks. Uh, the Panthers, though, they just seem to really have more energy than the Arizona Cardinals. Their defense came in strong. Cam Newton, nobody was really prepared to be able to try to defend Cam Newton. It was a late signing. And then also he kind of just comes in. You know, he's obviously a mega athlete and stuff. He's I'm sure he's been staying in shape and, and all that stuff. So he comes in and he's just able to kind of get it rolling right away. You know, his first his first play is a touchdown run. Then, you know, his first pass is a touchdown pass. I just don't think anybody was prepared for that. I wouldn't necessarily anticipate that Cam Newton is going to be like on MVP level for the rest of the season or anything like that. I think somebody will eventually, like, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, this is Cam Newton still, we'll do this, and it's fine. But I don't think the Arizona Cardinals were ready for that. And, uh, of course, they uh, they do fall, but they're now only just 8-2 and two and still in first place in the NFC West, especially with that Rams loss. It wouldn't have been, uh, the, the Cardinals wouldn't have fallen even if the Rams did win that game because they do hold the tiebreaker over the Rams right now. But Week 11, we'll see the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. That game's going to be on Fox in the late window. And the Seattle Seahawks, their opponent, they do fall to the Green Bay Packers. That was 17-0, first shutout of Russell Wilson's career. And the Packers are the Rams' next opponent. We won't preview that game this week because the Packers still have a game to play, and who knows what will happen in that one, so we'll have different information to to discuss uh, when we get to that one. But, you know, Rodgers played okay in his, his return from COVID. He was all 19 up, so he did play okay in this one. He went 23 of 37, 292 yards, no touchdowns did have an interception. What we've seen historically, and this is not just an NFL thing, it's actually sport-wide, and you can look at golf, you can look at basketball, you can look at hockey. It seems that 
when when a player goes down with COVID nineteen, they 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 get nineteen up. Then when they come back, it tends to take like one or two weeks for them to really become themselves again. Like it's it's obviously if you guys have had it, if you guys have had COVID nineteen, you guys know uh, how much of like a, a beast it can be. Uh, especially for certain people. And I know like if, if Aaron Rodgers did say he was symptomatic, so it wasn't just like chilling with a tested pot, like a positive test or anything like that. Like he was sick, uh, but it can be uh, quite a beast. And sometimes it does take a little bit to get your, your lung capacity back to where it, back to where it started. So he did play okay, but I would anticipate by the time the Rams play Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers that he will be fine. So also, in uh, good news, the uh, Seattle Seahawks sit alone in fourth place. That's actually like a pre preseason prediction for me that um, that I said that the, the Seahawks were going to get last place. I don't know if that's still going to happen. I actually do anticipate that the 49ers will still get last place. And that's not me just trying to be bitter because they, they beat the Rams. I just I really do think the Seahawks are a better team than the 49ers. And I think the, the this last stretch of the season will show that. But... That game, again, it's the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. That game's 1.25 p.m. on Fox. And the San Francisco 49ers, we did discuss them, so we won't go too crazy into that one. Uh, 49ers, of course, did beat the L.A. Rams. The score was 31-10. to You know, had a really strong day on offense and defense. They were kind of all over the place, uh, mixing it up quite a bit. And, you know, they, their receivers were able to get free, especially when uh, when we had our, uh, our number one shutdown corner covering rookie wide receivers. Uh, for a good portion of the game, and you know our our third, potentially fourth corner uh, covering guys like Debo. So I mean, it's just a recipe for a disaster there. But San Francisco 49ers do take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. That'll be in the early slot on Fox on Sunday. And I actually, if you guys watch the NFC West Roundtable, if you guys did not, it was right here on the Ram Showcase page. So so go ahead and check it out. Uh, but I actually did pick the Jags in this one. I think that the 49ers are going to come in a little too high on this one. And I, I think I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Jags in this one because they're they're kind of in every game. And the 49ers, I think they kind of, they just had a really good day, you know? It's like how the Rams, I say, sometimes have bad days. I think the 49ers just had one of them good days, man. They were they were just ready for this one, and, and the Rams weren't. Let's take a look at the playoff race real fast uh, before we get uh, further along here. Actually, you know what I lied? We'll take a look at the standings, the NFC West standings. So what we're looking at here is the Arizona Cardinals are still in first place. At that eight and two record, Rams will hang on to that second place with seven and three. The 49ers crawl up and get to the four and five record, while the Seattle Seahawks now sit in last place by themselves down there at the bottom. So the playoff race uh, or the the NFC West race is definitely still juicy. I mean, there's still plenty of time for some some weird things to happen. I do still anticipate it'll be Rams, Cardinals, and some some combination at the top, and 49ers and Seahawks some com- combination at the bottom. That just seems to make sense. It seems like there's two groupings right now. Historically, I, we've seen in the past that it's been the two groupings of Seahawks and Niners, and then at the bottom was Rams and Cards. That's just swapped right now. It's uh, part of the parody of the NFL, which is really cool to see that you know, like every team goes up and down. You have your strong times. You have your weak times. And right now, the Rams and the Cardinals just happen to be in strong times. Despite these last two games, the Rams are still in their strong times. You're not going to change my mind. Now, let's take a look at the playoff race. The Arizona Cardinals have lost that number one seed. It is currently with the Green Bay Packers with that head-to-head win over the Arizona Cardinals. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers rounding out your leaders. The Rams still sitting in that five seed with a 7-3 and three record now. The Saints at six at five and four. That does not change. But the Carolina Panthers knock out the Atlanta Falcons over that seven seed 
And the Panthers now sit with that 5-5 five and five record. You see the bubbles off to the right. Those teams that are trying so hard, but just on the outside. The Vikings, the 49ers, the Falcons, and the Eagles. The Rams will have games against both the number one seed and the number two seed. The Rams' next game is against the number one seed, Green Bay Packers. And in week 14, which is after the Jaguars game in week 13, the Rams will head to Arizona to take on the two-seed Arizona Cardinals, who I think will be up for that game as well. So it's going to be some good stuff. Also, we do have another game against the... We'll play the Vikings that are on that list as well, and another game against the 49ers. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, it, does, it does still feel like uh, Sean McVay has not been able to get over that Kyle Shanahan hump that he's had the last few years. But I will say also for this game, and no, nothing really went well for the whole thing, but I will say when you get down 14 nothing like that real early off of a pick six, it is so hard to stay composed and balanced. So, you know, it's of course it, it still counts. It's a 31 to 10 win for the for the 49ers. A, that's three touchdowns. I mean, that's a big difference. That's more than just one or two more plays going your way. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I would say that with this team specifically right now, that uh, I, that did not work out the way we wanted to. And a lot of McVay's game plan and tendency and how he likes things to flow, he's almost got like a clear vision. And if something throws that off, he has a hard time adjusting to that. So hopefully Sean McVay can keep on getting better as the season continues and his career continues. Let's move on now to uh, this on pace segment. All right. So we're going to basically what we're doing here is we are looking at what these Rams players have gotten so far this season and what we're also what they're projected for as the season uh, wraps up here. We do have an extra game, an extra regular season game this year. So records will all have an asterisk over them unless they get hit in week 17. But if you hit them in week 18, there will be a little bit of an asterisk next to it because we get an extra, an entire extra game. So will we see some records fall though? Potentially. Let's take a look at the quarterback, Matthew Stafford. He is completing 67.7% of his passes, a little over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. He is on pace for 5,124 yards. That would make him the first ever Rams quarterback to have 5,000 passing yards in a season. Also, 41 touchdowns, 13.6 interceptions. I didn't really know how to round that. I, of course, wanted to round up, but I also didn't want to round up. So 13.6 is what he's at. Also, the Rams single season passing yard record holder is Kurt Warner. And the 2001 season had 4,830. So Stafford would be on schedule to kind of win that by a game almost. So uh, it that extra game seems to be paying off for Stafford there. Running back Daryl Henderson currently has 126 attempts, which is not nearly enough in my humble opinion, for 593 yards, five touchdowns. He's also got 23 receptions for 154 yards, two receiving touchdowns. He's on pace for 214 attempts, a little over 1,000 yards, 1,008, eight and a half touchdowns. He's also on pace for 39 receptions, 262 yards, and about three and a half receiving touchdowns. So we could see one or more, uh, one or two more potentially out of Daryl Henderson. And these are just projected averages. Of course, these guys could have an explosion and bust away these numbers, or they could also have a slump and not even get near these ones. So keep that in mind as we continue. Wide receiver Cooper Cup has 85 catches for 1,141 receiving yards already and 10 touchdowns. He's also not fumbled the football yet this season. He's on pace for about 145 receptions. Uh, the NFL record is 149, held by Michael Thomas. 
He is also on pace for 1,949 receiving yards. The current record is 1,964. So he's currently on pace not to hit that record, which is held by Megatron, who had Matthew Stafford throwing him the rock. And he's on pace as well for 17 touchdowns. Wide receiver Van Jefferson is, he's got 53 receptions, 487 yards, three tutties, and he's on pace for 90 catches, 828 yards, five touchdowns. So I do think that these numbers will get adjusted a little bit, uh, but I'm not sure necessarily how much higher these averages will go. I don't know if he's going to be sitting at a thousand yards receiving or not, uh, because you do lose Robert Woods, of course, but you also bring in Odell Beckham Jr. And as we've already seen, that that Robert Woods replacement is not Odell Beckham Jr. It's also not Van Jefferson. It's actually Ben Skoranek. So Benny Sko getting it done there. Uh, so I think that, that those Van Jefferson numbers may just be right on track. Let's head over to the other side of the football here. Defensive lineman Aaron Donald's got three passes defended, one forced fumble, six sacks, nine tackles for loss, 14 quarterbacks hit, and uh, 45 total tackles. 14 QB hits. I get quarterbacks hit. That's a lot of QBs if he's hitting that many people. Uh, but it is just those uh, those few that we've played. The, the 10 that we've played, he's hit them 14 times. He's all pace for five pass deflections. 1.7 force fumbles, so maybe another one. Uh, 10 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, 23 QB hits, and 76.5 total tackles. Jalen Ramsey's got three picks, 50 tackles, and eight tackles for a loss. He's on pace for five picks, 85 total tackles, and 13.6 tackles for loss. That feels about right for for Jalen Ramsey, honestly. I mean, the way he's able to to sniff out those like wide receiver screens and in those bubble passes and stuff like that, he does a good job of of getting blowing past some blockers and making the play in the backfield. And the final side of the football that we'll look at here is going to be the special teams unit, where Matt Gay has gone 18 of 19, 94.7%, and uh, and that's on field goals, and he's also missed one extra point out of 30. He's got 83 total points. He's on pace for 30.6 out of 32.2. I didn't really know how to do the math there, but that is what he's technically on pace for. He's also on pace for 141 points. For reference, for you guys, in 2017, Greg Zurlein had 158 points. That was the year that we actually we were on record watch for Jeezy and then had a little bit of a gap there where he just wasn't scoring that much. He'd get maybe like a field goal and an extra point. But there was a time there where he was getting like three field goals and four extra points. You know, like he was just loading up. So uh, it he did end up uh, going a little bit further down. And I want to say that was like, what, 12th all time? Maybe it was further down than that, actually. Uh, but that is the the Rams record, 158. Or the that's what Jeezy had in 2017. Uh, punting the football, we got Johnny Hecker, uh, one of the longest tenured Rams, did play for the St. Louis Rams, and if you guys have not seen this dude perfect video, I mean, first of all, where have you been? Because it's really old. We were St. Louis Rams then, uh, but check that out because it's really cool. Uh, but Johnny Hecker has 29 punts on the season for 1,249 yards. He's got a 43.1 average. He is 54th all-time in punt yards and 5th all-time in yards per punt. What does that tell you? Well, that he's got one heck of a leg on him, and we don't use him as much as some other teams use their punters, I would say, because he's 54th all-time, and we've had him for quite a while. He's on pace for 49 punts, 2,123 yards, and I'll be uh, for reference for you guys, uh, the Johnny Hecker did have 4,680 punting yards in 2016, which was a 4-12 uh, and 12 season for the LA Rams. So not not a dope one. Not a dope one. But you know what? It is all good. But he's about to 
not even hit half of that <laughs> this season. But I think that's a good sign for our offense because uh, that that 2016 season that was uh, that was the Keenum Goff year, uh, Jeff Fisher's final year as the as the Rams head coach, and it was just not a dope one. Even though we started three and one that season, I remember that too. It was like 2017 we started three and one. It was like this just feels better. Like this is this is a better three and one. We're better at three and one now than we were at three and one last year, and that made perfect sense. And don't you try to tell me that it doesn't. Because it absolutely does. All right, we're going to head into a quick break here. And then we got fan quesos. And then we'll hop on out of here, guys. Nothing too crazy for you guys. Uh, So don't go anywhere. Don't move. And welcome back in, Rams fans. Let's get into our fan quesos. I do got to, like, apologize here just a little bit because... This was the the perfect week to get a bunch of fan quesos because we're on our bye week and then I just got busy at work and spaced on asking, all right? But this is sponsored by Shaw's Customs. If you guys uh, have not already, make sure you guys head over there. There will be a link in the description below. And um, yeah, some good stuff over there, man. Uh, some really good stuff, actually. And uh, I'll also, you know what? I'll go ahead and link uh, All Pro Sports again as well if you guys want to check check uh, AJ's stuff out too because... I mean, there's there's cool Ram stuff out here, and if I can use Ram Showcase to help them get cool Ram stuff to you guys, I'm all for it. All right, and also if you guys have a business company, you sell Ram stuff, anything like that, hey, reach out to me. Let's see what let's see if we can work something out of uh, getting getting me to shoot your company name out of my face into this microphone, into this system, and into the ears of people. Apparently, in many many places. I don't know how it all works, but I'm grateful for it. I know that much, but we only have five quesos here for you guys. Unfortunate because again, uh, I totally screwed that up. So, you know, I mean, I got, I don't know how I can make it up, but uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, the first one here is going to come from Keith has Odell Beckham senior posted recently OBS. Um, I have no idea. And I also don't care. Like, does that make sense? It's like, he's also been here for one game, so I don't think it would even be a thing. And, like, he had three practices with the Rams, and then, like, of course he didn't play great. Like, he did fine, but it's like, what what, what did we expect? I'll be honest with you guys. With what I expected, we got what I expected. Like, that's what... Him going out there, catching a couple balls, and, you know, whatever, that was about right for me. I think the, the deep pass was ill-advised. Even if he didn't stop running on that route, you're thrown into double coverage, like, right away? Like, day one, bro? Like, let's bring that in a little bit, Matthew. <laughs> and then there was another play, uh, if you guys noticed, where where Odell came into the backfield and then kind of did that little swing route that we like to do with guys like Woods and Cup, and that pulled two defenders, and Cup was wide open on the sidelines. So I think that that alone was like, okay. It's like, he's at least going to draw some attention here. And I also am getting tidbits of information that that one of the snags in his negotiations with the Rams was actually jersey number because obviously he's won 13 forever and 13 is is uh taken right now by the wolf Ah, and I don't know if there's there's like some negotiations going on right now but I also don't feel like the wolf really cares Ah, I don't think he really cares about number He, he just he let Stafford have nine and just went to 13 and then fans got sad about him taking 13 because that's Kurt Warner's number. But Kurt Warner doesn't care, so why would we care? You know what I mean? It's like if somebody called me a dork and I laughed at it, but then somebody else, a third party who is not involved, was like, that offends me, though. 
they like it's I, is it my job to tell them to shut up or should they just know or is that your I don't know I actually don't know but you get secondhand offended by something that the person that is actually in that situation is not offended by I think now you're just picking at things and you just you want to be angry you're like I'm not mad enough today what can I get mad about <laughs> you know but I think that that's the thing I think that uh, I think that there's a chance that we see Odell in number three only one time because word on the street. As in one, Cam Akers might be back sometime this season. And word on that same street, because he wants number three. But word on the street below that is uh, that he was going to wait till next year. <laughs> oh, man. I feel so streets behind. <laughs> Not streets ahead. I don't know that much. This next one comes from Edwin. Uh, do you think our defense coaching will get better after the Niners game? What's been holding our offense back these last two games? Do I think our defensive coaching will get better after the Niners game? I don't know. And I'm not very confident. I'm extremely hopeful, though. I feel desperate at this point of like, can we please just get some aggression here? You even see the announcers that are like, well, this is the time you bring pressure. And we don't. And like, it's... It's so, I, I really feel like we're outthinking ourselves. It's like, well, if we put Jalen Ramsey over here and Aaron Donald over here and drop Floyd back into coverage, they'll have no idea what's going on. And then they're just instead scoring touchdowns. You know what I mean? So, like, do I think our defensive coaching will get better after this Niners game? No. Am I hopeful? So much so. I want to be wrong. You guys have no idea how much I want to be wrong about this defensive coaching staff and Raheem Morris. I want to come on here later in the season and be like, guys, that was a butchered take. Butchered it. Raheem Morris turns out he's awesome. I want that so bad. Not even close to it right now, though. We'll see. We'll see. But you know what defense is really good? Underrated, in fact. The Green Bay Packers. So if our offense is struggling, our defense is too soft for a guy like Rodgers, it really could be a three-game slide if this coaching staff doesn't get back together. But uh, what's been holding our offense back these last two games? It's It seems like such a backwards answer, but I feel like it's the defense. I mean, We come out and we're swinging. We come out that first drive, we came out swinging. We lose the ball on a deep ball to OBJ. It was like we're trying to spark some some awesomeness. And then in turn, we get a 93 yard 20 play drive against us where Matthew Stafford just threw a pick and now he's just watching for what felt like three quarters of football that he's just now watching on the sideline getting antsy getting antsy getting antsy guys like Cup and Higby are getting antsy and then we come back out on the field and Higby drops a ball pick six and yeah I mean he dropped the ball you got to catch that good job being in good position by the defender but, like, Higby, got to catch that. And that's no pick six. You know what I mean? It's not like it was, it's not like against Tennessee where it was thrown right to the dude. You know, so at least there's that. But what's been holding our offense back? I think that Sean McVay gets too antsy when, when the defense is not holding the opponent. Sean McVay likes to play with a lead. And when he's not playing with a lead, he's extremely aggressive pass happy aggressive he's trying to just get just get points what he's 
struggling with, I think, is that balance of like if we get a three yard run, yeah, we only get three yards closer, but now they know that we're also going to run it, you know, and if it's the first quarter still early second quarter, you got time still to do it. And I think he just gets, I think Sean McVay kind of just gets too amped up and too like, oh, we need to score, we need to score, we need to score. Pass, 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 pass. I really think that that's what's happening. And I think that a big part of it is the defense and the not the inability to get off the field. It it seemed like every third down was, it was converted. And I guess that's what it felt like. I realized it wasn't 100%, but like it, it felt like it. it. Jeez, did it feel like it. Ryan's question, why is Morris still our DC? I wish I had an answer for that. Because I don't know. I really don't. I tried to be so positive with that hire, too. Um, I was excited about it. I was like, okay, he's experienced. He, he'll know what's going on. And we also got players who are coming off of the, the, the Rams' best defense we've ever had. And... He just ran it to the ground, man. I don't know why he's still here. But also, like, as much as I would love to see him fired right now, who would we replace him with? And have we gotten a press conference from him this, this, this offseason, or this, uh, this week? I want one. Because I feel like myself, you, the listener, Ryan, everybody who asks about the coaching staff, the defensive coaching staff, I've got at least one more here. I think we deserve answers. I think the fans deserve answers of what is the goal of this defense? Do you guys remember that against the Arizona Cardinals where we left that game and I was, I said it, I was like, I don't even know what our goal was. I don't even know what we were trying to do. What did we try to get Kyler Murray to do? We didn't keep him in the pocket. We didn't force him out. We didn't force him to go underneath. We didn't try to let him go underneath and and stop him from going. We didn't do any of that stuff. Like we just seemed like we were just calling like, Throwing darts at a board and picking, picking plays. Throw, flip a noodle onto the wall. Whichever one sticks, that's our play call kind of thing. Like that doesn't. I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you, Ryan. I really do. Next one here from James. Which under the radar defender is showing the most promise? Who needs to step it up the most? Why does God hate the Rams? <laughs> that's this is what happens when I don't read the questions beforehand. Is I get, I get stuck with stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I love it though. Let's let's break them down. All right. Which under-the-radar defender is showing the most promise? I think that would be Ernest Jones. I think he's playing really, really well. Uh, I think that, like, obviously he was a reason that, uh, that the Rams were so willing to move on from Kenny Young, but I also feel like we did not need to move on from Kenny Young yet. I think that Kenny Young and Ernest Jones together would have been a sick combo, but we didn't get that. We got deprived of that. So, I mean, it happens. Who needs to step it up the most? Darius Williams. I mean, he went from being such a monster last year where it was like, we have to keep him. It's like, he's an RFA. What do we need to do? Slap a tender on him and keep him around here. Keep him as a Ram. And I don't know. He just plays kind of soft. He doesn't tackle real strong right now. He doesn't really play the ball that well. It feels like there's so many times where he's he's in a situation to maybe deflect a pass and it's, it's the, the receiver's coming down with it. So... I would say Darius Williams is a pretty big disappointment. I also th- I think that Darius Williams has played himself out of the Rams. Uh, I think that this he's under this one-year RFA deal, and I just think he walks after this year. Uh, I don't see a real reason to keep him around. I realize that we don't necessarily have a replacement for him right now. Robert Rochelle's kind of been underwhelming. David Long Jr. I don't think is it. So we'll need to bring in somebody else, I think. But 
or maybe Robert Rochelle, because he's got the physical attributes. He's just not quite there yet. So I, I think that I think that there's a very strong possibility that Darius Williams just we just let him let him walk. Um, and why does why does God hate the Rams? He was born in St. Louis. Uh, next one here from Indio. Uh, let's see. How long before we get rid of Morris? I told y'all when we got him that he was a huge downgrade and would only mess this up. Mess up this deep. Hashtag fire his butt is what I'll say. Um, we try to keep it family friendly here for the youngsters that might be listening to Sheriff Joe Becks on this wonderful whatever day you're hearing me. So, uh, how long before we get rid of Morris? Uh, I do not see any way he gets a second season as uh, the Rams defensive coordinator. I at least really, really hope not. And there's been conversations about him being in the talk for a new head coaching job, whether that be college or the NFL. And it's now, it's no longer to the point where it's like, man, I really hope that somebody hires him. Like, I just hope we get rid of him. I just hope we move on. Like, I'm not, I'm no longer hoping that USC is like, you know what? Raheem Morris, that's our guy. We're going to bring him in, bring him in. I am now officially hoping that the Rams are like, you know what, man? We were first in points, first in yards in 2020, and you have completely made us soft. We play weak now. Our players are getting frustrated on the sideline. We got to move on. And that makes me so much more angry that we let Joe Barry go to the Green Bay Packers to be their defensive coordinator. And then we let Aubrey Pleasant go to coach the secondary of the Detroit Lions because either of those guys would be tenfold better than Raheem Morris right now. I firmly believe that. Look at the Green Bay Packers. Joe Barry, Rams' former linebacker coach, is now their defensive coordinator. Their defense is extremely underrated. They're not getting nearly enough credit for what they're doing out there on defense. They shut out Russell Wilson, first time in his, in his career. I realize he's coming off of an injury, stuff like that, but to get a shutout in the NFL is no joke. And that defense is playing good ball. And for that, to, to, to just know that we had the opportunity to make him our defensive coordinator, and we wouldn't have even needed a turnover at all, because Joe Barry was here last year under this defense, and I think would have kept a lot of that same stuff. It would have been such a good move, but we wanted to go with Morris because, uh, honestly, it's because him and McVay are friends, and that sucks. That sucks that like we get a worse defense coordinator because they want to hang out with homies. I get it. I get it. We're trying to win ships over here, dude. Trying to win ships. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. You actually did. I remember you saying this. I remember you saying this, Indio, that um, that you, know, you were not stoked about this hire. I remember the second it happened, and I was kind of trying to be like, okay, like let's go, Morris. Let's, I say the same thing every single time the Rams hire somebody or fire or uh, sign somebody is, hey, let's win some, let's win some ball games. Like trade for Von Miller. Let's win some ball games, Von. Jared Goff. Let's win some ball games, Jared. We draft Sean Mannion. Let's win some ball games, Sean. You guys know how I feel about Sean, but come on now. Um, yeah, so yeah, you were 100% right, man. You did call it. Uh, you said that he was not a good hire and I absolutely am backing that up now. I'm like, I'm definitely at a point where like, I want other YouTubers and stuff like that to get on this hashtag fire Raheem Morris train. Like, I want to see how much pool we can actually have. You know what I mean? Like, how cool would that be if like me getting angry in, in Colorado Springs (laughs) leads to the Rams getting somebody better at defensive coordinator? I think that would be incredible. You guys want to help me out? Hashtag Fire Ricky Morris. Let's get it going, guys. Let's get it going. 
appreciate your guys' fan cases. I want to give like a little bit of extra time on those on each question just because I did blow them off uh, on on YouTube. I did not post on YouTube to get fan cases in, so I do apologize about that. Uh, but next week we'll be doing a normal game preview for the Rams and the Packers. One of my very very best friends is actually a Packers fan. Uh, he's actually going to come in studio with me. We're actually going to have a little bit of a. It'll be pre-recorded, so it won't be like it'll be done on Tuesday. Uh, he's got some stuff on Wednesday to do. So on on Tuesday, he'll come in uh, to to the sheriff station here. He'll be infiltrating just a bit, and uh, we'll we'll have a conversation with him about this this Rams Packers game. Uh, I'm sure it'll just be kind of goofy. Like he's not like a sports talk guy, so like he's just like a dude who likes the Packers a lot. So I'm very curious to see how this goes, but it'll be fun, man. He's the homie. Uh, his name's Jackson. I've I've uh, worked with him uh, plenty of times in the past. I'm about to start working with him again. Um, like I said, this is my last week in my current job, and then after the Thanksgiving break, I start my new gig, uh, which is going to be really fun. So we'll be working again together. Uh, we had a, both of our first jobs, so I started at a job, uh, it was my first job, and then I eventually became a trainer, and then he started there. So I actually trained him in his first job, which was also my first job. So we got to go way back, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be good stuff, and I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, we'll get a good talk with, uh, with uh, Jackson. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun, man. I'm, I'm excited for that that next week. But that'll ha- that'll be on next week. Uh, the week after that, the leading up to the Jaguars game, just a heads up, guys, it will be a live show on Wednesday night. Um, I'm still trying to nail out uh, the detail as far as timing goes, and the audio version is going to be very, very thin because all I'm going to do is I'm going to record on my phone and then publish that because I'm only going to have my laptop and my phone as far as my equipment goes. Uh, so I'm not going to have, like, the mixer and all these computers, camera, lighting, all that stuff. I'll be at a hotel in Salt Lake City because uh, that, that week I'm doing training for my new job, and I'll be out in Salt Lake City. So we'll still do the show. It'll still be normal. Uh, what I'm going to do, though, is I'm not going to be taking comments or questions during the game or during the show. What we'll do is we'll have uh, – well, I'll go through questions at the very uh, – at the back end there. But that will not be part of the audio version. That's only going to be video version. So if you guys want to hang out with me in two weeks – talking uh rams and jaguars a game that i will be at it's gonna be awesome so salt lake city for a few days back to colorado for a few days then la for a few days uh so it's gonna be a kind of a bananas week but i can't wait for it so uh, but that is going to do it for me thanks sincerely guys thank you so much i do appreciate the heck out of you guys for hanging out with me uh it means the world to me uh please subscribe please like or dislike whatever's more honest for you i do appreciate honesty over everything uh so whatever is more accurate for you uh, but thank you guys so much for being here. I do I do genuinely appreciate you guys. But uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. We try to keep it pretty simple there. Nothing too bananas. Rams are on a bye week, so enjoy the relaxing this week. I'll be on Red Zone all Sunday, just kicking back throwing some brews back into my face and just having a good time uh, stress-free and hoping that nfc teams get a whooping on so that is gonna go for me i am sheriff joe bags this has been ram showcase on sports bowl radio for those of you who aren't rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you who are rams fans thank you guys so much for listening and you guys have a great night